Welcome into the Section 109 podcast, from the road edition, in the car, on the way home from the airport. The Fuck It, We'll Do It Live podcast. Yes, uh, some strong Fuck It, We'll Do It Live energy in this one. Uh, the audio quality, we apologize, it's definitely not going to be great. Um, trying a new thing with the cell phone, so if that bothers you, we will not be upset if you skip this one. Totally understand, and we would love feedback on if it's even a good idea. But Matthew and I are cruising home from Nashville, where we just landed after seeing Chattanooga Football Club, the boys in blue, take care of business against that little team of Hello Kitties from Baltimore. Matthew, how you feeling? Uh, three points is three points. I feel great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let's, uh, let's start off with maybe the big elephant in the room. Uh, Rod had only used... 13 players up until now that were of in, as starters. 13 different starters. We really hadn't seen much rotation. Got us. Got us. Alright, Alexa. Calm your... Wait, no, she is not Alexa, is she? No, it's just Google. Alright, well, as, as Google goes, so the Rod hadn't made really many changes to the starting lineup prior to now. And he made two changes, which may not feel that big. However, it was a debut for Chris Bermudez, and positionally a lot changed. So Richard Dixon was out with it, was out with injury. That was not great. Um, but turned out it didn't matter because Alex McGrath is not just an eight, <laughs> not just the occasional ten. He's also a pretty damn good six. He's a, he's a do everything midfielder. And by the way, captain. I found that very, very interesting, by the way, that he was captain. Um, yeah, I didn't know what to expect. I had no idea. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have known who might have been it. Yeah, but it was it was Alex. So the formation from back to front, Kevin Gonzalez in goal, as we are accustomed to. And then that's where it got interesting. No Greg Stratton at left back, who has started every game at left back, including the Open Cup games. It was Travis Ward. And then it was Spielman and Colin Stripling with Frankie Martinez still out hurt. And then Tate Robertson making the start at right back. Yeah, so remember we projected Tate uh, early on as a right back. And he's played a little bit as an eight, a little bit as a six. Uh, I think at the end of the Atlanta United game, he moved to right back. Yes. Uh, and and it was it was interesting to see to see Rod kind of shift things up a little bit. Uh, coming off that loss to to Flower City, uh, I mean, it's clear that he was just looking for a little bit of a shakeup uh, to try to get the scoring rust off. And we scored two goals, spoiler alert. But also, with that changing of the back line a little bit, moving Travis to the left side, you had a right-footed left back, and then you had Tate at right back. Coming into the midfield, where Tate was playing... Chris Bermudez came in as the right side at eight. Alex McGrath in Richard Dixon's spot, which was, again, unexpected to me, but very interesting and went very well. And Ian Saro on the left, as the left side at eight, where we have seen him play a little bit this season. Yeah, returns returns at least in the league back to where he played against, uh, when he played against Bobcats the first time. Yes. that Then it gets even more interesting. A start up top for Marcus Nagelstad, which found the goal. Just fox in the box, as Juan, uh, as Juan Hernandez said, like so good. That that is a play that I think a lot of players 
would like to think they would make, but only a select few get to that ball first. And he wanted it first on the cross, and he got to it. And we can talk a little bit more about that goal in a minute. But I was very happy to see him get a run out, play 90 minutes. And Brett Jones playing out wide and Taylor Gray playing out wide. So Taylor on the left, uh, Brett on the right. In that right channel, out to the right, where we've seen him be very effective. But he's been playing as the nine up top and then drifting out wide into that channel, into that space, and being very effective. So then starting out wide in that space. And we talked a lot about this in our nerd pods and in our what what to expect pods. And we really thought we were going to play with 10s this year that played like 10s. And we have up until now. But yesterday, Matthew, we played with wingers. We played with actual real wingers. Uh, and at times with with our 10s we've we've said that like sometimes they're going to end up on the touchline they're going to be they're going to be a winger at times they'll be 10s at times but this was this was a game where we had tr- two true wingers and we relied more on uh, at least one of those eights sometimes both of those eights to become 10s and fill that space uh, in in the middle in the, in the attacking middle of the pitch yeah i I was very, very interested how that would go once I saw the lineup and realized, like, Brett Jones is not playing the 10. Like, that's not – he's a winger who plays the 9 for us, but he's a winger. So seeing him get out there, I wish we could have got a bigger glimpse of what he would play like because he went down in the 30th minute. Uh, Roddy Green came in. Roddy looked lively. That was good. Um, and the uh, the goal, the first goal that broke things open came from that right side. It came from – a ball from Roddy to Tate, finally beating that offside trap, which Maryland was pretty good with. And Cross couldn't quite clear it because they, it, he slipped up a little bit and then pounded home by Marcus. Foxy in the boxy. So, so good. So good from that, um, that first goal. Pull up my notes here. So different <laughs> formation, new lineup, you know, a lot of players getting some different playing time and playing with actual wingers. Big shakeup. I was very happy to see, and guess what? It worked. Um, yeah. So, Chris Bermudez, Matthew, how do you uh, think he looked? Yeah, so, Chris is a good player. Uh, you can you can see he slotted in immediately, did very well. Uh, I've always thought that he would be more of a could be a, more of a seven, a right a right winger or a ten, and. With this group, like he's playing, he played in the uh, the right the right channel eight, which becomes a right channel ten. Uh, and I thought he was very very good, both offensively and defensively. Uh, and maybe the defensive side was the most interesting part because uh, I've never known, I've, I've never really have paid any attention to his defensive skills. Um, but his work rate was good. He was he was active, and uh, the club the club awarded him with the man of the match. I think or, that's or the fan, vote, or the fans I think that's did. voted on by fans. Yeah. I've never participated yeah. in that. I should. I just haven't. Uh, but he, but he was fantastic, and uh, big, 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 big props to him. Agreed. Um, Dixon being hurt, I was nervous going into this game. He's been such a standout performer that in that Atlanta game, I felt like he was the best player for CFC. Um, and against the Bobcats at home, I felt like he was just really, really, really important. Um, so to not have him in there, I was very nervous. And I think he was very good, very, very good against Memphis as well. So I was very nervous, and it, we kind of just didn't miss a beat. That's just goes to show like how much those guys really pushed uh, in that midfield to control the midfield. I do think we were lucky that Darwin Espinal was out. Um, that was helpful. Uh, 
Maryland had a couple other players that were that did not make the uh, did not even make the eighteen. So you know, caught them at a decent time. And listen, sometimes sometimes when you have a little bit of bad luck, you need a little bit of good luck to reverse some things. Yes, and last game was a very. Uh, I went back and rewatched it. We haven't talked about last game at all, but got to finish your chances. That's the story of last game. We did not finish our chances, but we did everything but finish the chances. Hit the post, hit the bar. Between the post and the bar, I think we hit it four times yeah. in the game. And that's just, that is inches close. It was waves of pressure. We were we were good against Flower City. We just didn't get it done. And then a moment of, of disattention, of, of being distracted, of pushing for a goal and making an error. And they came down and, and punished us. I mean, they only, the, the, Bob, this Bobcast game, they really only generated two or three chances all game that were even close to dangerous, including the goal they scored, which was a crazy free kick. But in the Flower City game, we really only allowed two chances, one that Kevin saved and the other that just was on that break. Yeah. So to come back and get a little, maybe a little bit of luck on a bounce this game, but also like we we deserved those chances. We deserved those goals because the the balance of play was such that we were the better team. We really didn't concede anything. We controlled we controlled that game for, for 90 minutes. Uh, talk a little bit about the field and the deteriorating quality of the field as the game went on. Yeah, so that grass pitch uh, took a lot of water all weekend. Um, and, and frankly, it was in, I mean, like, for all the water that it, it took, like, it was in pretty good shape. Uh, but, you know, it kept raining all game day and, uh, and, and all during the match. And, you know, guys were running around, and then that field took a beating by the end. Yeah, I have a backpack full of white clothes still. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was uh, I was unable to type uh, my using my fingers on my phone after uh, after after the match was over. And shout out James Kasak. Yeah, Jimmy Two Phones showing up. Jimmy Two Phones was there. Man drove like three hours to be at that game. Yeah, it's pretty pretty awesome. It was good to see him. He we watched the game together and joked around. Also, shout out to. Uh, the legion of Chattanooga fans that always come out of the woodwork. Uh, yeah, that was that was fun. We had uh, we had a couple that that drove up from Chattanooga, and we had another couple join them uh, that li- already live in Maryland uh, and joined them. They were actually down for the Bobcats game. Plus a plus uh, a plus their friend ago. who had flown in from England yeah. to visit. So yeah. like, I think she gets the award for coming the furthest. Yep, <laughs> like, yeah, for sure, definitely. Uh, Michael gets the award for the uh, second coming, the, like the second furthest, coming from California, <laughs> coming from the West Coast, beat only by her coming from uh, England. Also, uh, shout out, shout out to Michael for uh, also being a designated driver. Yes, yes, for us, we <laughs> needed the designated driver. We uh, we had a good time. It was a, it was a we truly had a good time. Hey, I see what you did there. Also, uh, we broke the art house curse. Matthew and I have eaten. Uh, at a yard house twice at, at Cal United and both times we lost. So this time, three don't, times, no, three times we did don't it. Don't forget Two the times <laughs> Plus Detroit, four times. Yeah, we've done it four times we lost. In fairness, we've only ever gone there after a game. No, we went, no, we went the, night the night before. Oh, okay, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know what we did? We went straight there and I got my delicious mac and cheese and we won. Broke that curse. Shout out to Yardhouse for being the official uh, away <laughs> pregame spot oh, okay. of the Section 109 podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like at this point, it's just like, oh, there's a Yardhouse there. Well, we're going. Yeah, okay. we're definitely definitely going. Um, 
pull back up my show notes here. Um, yeah, hopefully Brett's injury is not serious. Um, seeing him after the game, it sounds like it's just a, a, a slight muscle strain that definitely did not allow him to play. Listen, it was cold and it was wet. Like sometimes things. But he happen. was he was saying he didn't think it was too super serious. So knock on wood there. And Dixon was there too. It was really cool to see him coaching from the sidelines. Um, he was. I felt like he was instrumental. He was instructing and yelling and keeping the guys helping keep the guys organized in a way that he would do from the field normally, but from the sidelines. Yeah. And that was wonderful to see. Um, and it was just cool to see that the team believed in the uh, the expense was worth it, right? Like, because I'm sure he took up a hotel spot. Uh, they took a sleeper bus up for this, so maybe he didn't cost money on as much money on the coming up and coming back. But since he couldn't play, uh, he certainly would have cost a spot in a hotel room. The food that the players ate, like, he, it's an expense. And I think it's really cool that uh, the team brought you know brought one of the captains up that also coaches. Speaking of. Uh one of the other captains. Uh, shout out Juan Hernandez. Uh, I think he's been in Florida this week getting uh, getting his uh, B license, is it? I think it's his B license. Yeah, dude, that is so cool. So cool. Shout out Juan. That is, uh, yeah, that's awesome. And huge for his uh, future career development, post-playing career or potentially while he's playing because he coaches in the academy. Yeah, it's awesome. It's really, really good stuff. Um, we really controlled the game through possession even with that terrible soggy field um, we weren't controlling it like we would normally control it maybe yeah it definitely wasn't as crisp as, as you would want um, from a you know we, we weren't doing a ton of like just ping ping passing but um, I think I think we did exactly what we went there to do we controlled the game we used possession to play we used possession as a defensive tactic uh, we played long more often. We played we played a lo- long a lot more often. I think I, I think there was a concerted effort to really you know have the ball and then you know, keep the ball through possession and then decide what to do with it based on what the defense was giving you when when we were ready to go and try and, not to have stupid turnovers that might be caused by the field yeah, being yeah. soggy and playing and slow and whatever else. So you know we bring the ball up to roughly midfield, pass it around a little bit. And then a lot, a lot of times, because Maryland was playing a pretty high line, the space was just in behind. Uh, and you know, maybe maybe you get lucky, maybe you, you time the uh, time the run and the ball right. Uh, I think there were a couple where we had perfect timing on those, and the assistant referee uh, was not a. Uh, As Jed Henderson said in his post game write up for on ChattingFC.com, the best player or the best defender for Maryland Bobcats in the first half was the assistant referee. Yeah, clearly. I mean, some of those calls were definitely offside, but some were not. In my opinion, none of them were offside. Exactly. But, yeah, it was a little different tactic from us, but it wasn't, like, against the DNA that we've seen of the team this year. It was just a little bit more taking advantage of that space and being careful. And, and look, sometimes you put a ball over the top, and if we saw with the, this with the goal, although in a different scenario, like, sometimes a player slips, sometimes, like, a little chaos. Like, rain brings some chaos, Yep. Especially rain on grass brings some chaos, and you know you just never you just never really know. Put them under pressure and see what happens. Exactly, exactly. I yesterday was a game, or that showed a lot of heart and character. Um, yesterday's not a game that you win necessarily by being the better soccer team, which we were, but you don't win it playing pretty with the field conditions and the, the drizzle and the. It's just tough. Can I can I be like super English for a second? 
you win those kind of games with just like grit and toughness. Yeah, and we did that yesterday. And we were a better soccer team, but grit and toughness was a big part of it. So I was real. That is a really good sign for me. That confidence-wise, going forward, um, the the team can also win when it's not pretty. And sometimes it's not going to be pretty. And they really just willed their way to that win. So we talked about the first goal a little bit. Let's talk about that second goal. Let's go. Alex McGrath, Olympico. What's an Olympico, Matthew? A direct from a corner kick. Very, very, very surprising and awesome. Shout out Taylor Gray. I think he should get an assist. (laughs) Because he just stood there and the keeper flailed next to him and then swore up and down that he had fouled him. But Taylor is a smooth, smooth criminal, and he does not foul him on that play. He just stands there and is a little bit in the way. So, so, so fucking good. Yeah, and I'll, I'll point out that McGrath has hit the post, or hit the bar already this season. On an Olympico. On an Olympico attempt, so. I, can't, I have to believe that was intentional. Gotta be. Unless, just, unless he's just hit the post once and scored once, like, I think it's intentional. And the keeper needs to do better on that, but also the keeper's not ready and the other players around him aren't ready and he just puts it in from the corner. Yeah. 2 nothing, good guys. Give yourself a chance. Uh, yeah, let's let's talk about their goal. A wonder strike. I was not even mad. I what, tur- is, what is it with the Bobcats and insane free kick goals against us? Yeah. They haven't, been de- they haven't cr- created any real big chances other than... Three free kicks against us. One that went off the post, one that Darwin Espinal scored, and then this one where that uh, uh, Clegg scored. Last name's Clegg. Yeah, Brandon. Brandon Clegg. Clegg yeah. yeah, that thing. I think that thing is still rising. Yeah. What a monster shot! That was like David Luiz, like back in the day, like smash the ball free kick. Like that was nasty. I'm not even mad. Um, I still think it took a slight deflection coming through. It, it made a noise, but you can't see it on the video. But Jimmy Two Phones and I just turned to look to each other, and we were like. Oh shit! <laughs> That's a problem. Damn. <laughs> uh, and I, I went. I'm not even mad. Holy shit! Like, uh, glad, glad we got that second goal there. Yeah, and you can't put it in a better spot too. You put it like right in the top corner. I mean, just monstrous, monstrous. So thank, you thank goodness we got that second goal. And then really, we just saw the game out. They didn't have. They had a few little half chances or like kind of dangerous chances, but for the most part, like everyone, everyone did their job, took care of it, no big deal. Yeah. What you're supposed to do. Kev, what we Kevin have, patrolled his box. Yeah. Took down the balls he needed to take down. We one one substitution in there towards the end. Uh, uh, Shout Ale, out Alex Hernandez yeah, coming Ale, in for... Ale came in for, for Bermudez. Yeah. Or Ale, excuse me, Alex Hi, Ale Jaimez. I don't think he's going by Hernandez. I think he's going by Jaimez. Or Jamie's. I don't know. I, I do not speak Spanish. I need to ask him how to say that. I think it's Jaimez, though. Yeah, anyway, should. regardless, Alex came in and was solid. Good to see him. Uh, we were talking about this before, the pl- actually on the plane. I wonder if, I think, i sorry, not I wonder. I think that that was his debut in Nisa. I, he came in against Atlanta United. That was his professional debut. Matthew thinks he might have got in at the end. We haven't verified it. He might have got in at the end of the Flower City game. I just don't remember. But either way, uh, if, if it wasn't his first time, I definitely congratulated him and told him it was his first time after the game. <laughs> oh, but, oh good. man. Uh, one little anecdote um, before we kind of sign off here, but couple uh all the guys came over high fives whatever all the fans handshakes everybody was really pumped everybody was feeling really good and it was nice to see rod feeling so good he actually came over twice <laughs> he came over and like big handshake and like big fist pump and like really happy and then he went away for like 
five seconds and then came right back in another one. So love it. That was awesome. Um, I don't know if he just missed me and thought he thought he didn't shake my hand, but uh, I loved the look on his face, like the the happiness, the satisfaction, the excitement. Like that was. It's just nice to see. It's nice to win together, and you know, this was us getting that point away from home. We should have had those three points at home, right? So it felt good to get these points away from home. Away from home is always tougher. These were adverse conditions. Um, this was this the game set up perfectly for us to lose or tie because this could have easily been a zero-zero draw because the conditions were tough and yeah, it was just hard. It was a hard game to play, and it's a slow, soggy field goes against everything we do. Yeah. Like, and we did not let that stop us. The guys just willed their way to victory. And, yeah, big, big win. And with changes from the coaching staff, changes from the guys, a little different formation, the wingers, all the stuff we talked about earlier, that shows the inability to adapt for both the coaching staff and the team. That makes me very, very excited. Yeah, so that's now uh, five points in four games, which is not a great start. But we've now played Bobcats twice, who I think are our biggest rival for top of the East. And we played Valley away, which is a great point away from home and probably the one of the two best teams in the West. So, uh, you know, we can we can right the ship with another road win against Flower City in the next ma- next match out two weeks from now, and then we'll be sitting at you know eight points in five games, and that's that could be a really a really good jumping off point for the rest of the season. Yeah, I agree. So here's hoping the boys uh, get that get that one done, take care of business, but. Uh, yeah, I guess from the road, from the car. One, uh, one more shout out. I All right, have. one more shout uh, out. One more shout big out. Big shout out to Evan Ramist. Yes, uh, GM Maryland Bobcats. Uh, always, uh, always shows us some great hospitality. Had a good, good recommendation for a pregame spot. Uh, came over to talk to us a little bit before the match, and, and I think in halftime too. Uh, just what a guy. Do we shout out the uh, Bay City fellow, the guy we met? The, the Old Bay. Old Bay, sorry, yeah, sorry, not out, Bay City, Old Bay. Shout out to the Old Bay Brigade. Uh, we met a few of the few of their people. Uh, they, they were lovely. They were lovely. They showed us a wonderful time. They, they were the, It was the right kind of hospitality, like exactly like I would hope. We so, were, we, cool there, little setup, honestly. There weren't many of them and there weren't many of us, so we were all cold and wet, so we just got to hug out together. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was cool. It was nice. The vibe was good. Uh, shout out to the chicken truck i guess it was really a crab truck but i only, i had the chicken tenders oh yeah jimmy's seafood like their title sponsor my god incredible i had i had chicken tenders i'm allergic to crab but uh yeah it was cool they had beer at the stadium it was a nice little setup man it was it was good it was solid even though it was raining and so there wasn't a lot of fans and mostly i'm sure because it was raining because they've had pretty good turnouts so far this year yeah um yeah it was it was a really good experience really good game day atmosphere for the uh like the overall setup for the club, so it's good a, stuff. It's a long, it's a long drive if you're if you're thinking about going up in August for it. But I would encourage you to, if you if you really can, like find a couple friends and you know tag team the drive and go up for the game. Definitely, definitely. Well, signing off here from the car. If you guys like this, we would love to hear. If you hated it, would also love to hear. If you made it this far and you hated it, uh, but yeah, maybe maybe we'll do some more of these. I have a feeling the audio quality might uh, when I listen back to this might make us. Second guess it, but yeah, shout out to I twenty four between yep. Murfreesboro and Manchester. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, Matthew. We're out of here. Peace. Peace. Peace.